Well, kia ora koutou. Welcome to another Island Life special on Waiheke Radio, looking at the 2023 general election. And we've been covering the races in Auckland Central and Tamaki Makaurau. Um, so, Tenakwe, no mai hari mai ki te reo irangi o Waiheke, uh, Darlene Tana. Oh, kia ora, wā ngā mehi. Um, e otira tēnara tātou katoa ki te whānau, mārunga tēnei mautere tauri kura e whakarongo mai anna. So Darlene will be familiar to many on the island, um, you know, as, as a local uh, and uh, you know, business person on the island and, and uh, you know, a prominent character around the community. Uh, you're standing for the Greens, for, for Tamaki Makoto. That's right. Um, you know, and so I suppose this means that people kind of considering you in a new light or a different context. Mm. So tell us a little bit about yourself. You know, what's your kind of, what's your kind of your, your um, thumbnail um, history? Thumbnail history. Oh, mate, I've lived so many lives, eh? The last 10. I'm thrilled. Thank you for that uh, compliment calling me a local air whore. <laughs> I've actually only been here 10 years, but it's fair to say that I've, uh, me and my whanau have ingrained ourselves into the community, be that through Sea Scouts, uh, Piritahi Marae, Wahiki Resources Trust, uh, Marine Project, that kind of story. So, um, yeah, moved to the island 10 years ago, uh, but prior to that we were living in Belgium, um, did a whole bunch of stuff in corporate telecoms, um, and folks know that we launched our business uh, here on the Motu Bikes and Beyond, and you know, that's grown um, in spite of everything five retail stores across New Zealand, Aotearoa, and um, three years ago I kicked that all in and went back to my grassroots, um, connecting into Taiao, principally through Maramataka. Um, so now these days I'm more of a champion around kai sovereignty, around parakore, that zero waste, uh, slow fashion, you know, just trying to bring ourselves a bit more back into balance, uh, living within this amazing environment that we have. And you, you're standing, as we said, for the Greens, for Tamaki Makoto. Um, the Greens have never held a Māori electorate. Uh, not yet. Not, yeah. yeah. So, that, I mean, that, I suppose that's my, that's my question. I mean, why do, why do you think that, you know, that, that people should be voting Greens in that Māori electorate? Well, you know, it's... it's the pe- what I'm hearing when I talk with um, people... You know, and by people, I mean everybody, whether you're on the Māori role or the, on the general role, there's certainly an appetite for change. I think we all agree that, you know, we need to see MMP, mixed member proportional representation, actually being enacted um, here in Aotearoa. So, uh, you know, we, we had the, the red wave last time. And, um, you know, it, it's just not working for people. The, there is an appetite for change here. So why the Greens? I, you know, for me, our, our strong uh, emphasis on fairness, equity, uh, as well as regenerating Taiao, um, cutting our climate emissions and everything around climate change and our regulating our responses, you know, as, as communities to that, are for me the big ticket reasons why I'm hearing many more people are going party vote green. Uh, with respect to the electorate and who folks want to have them, you know, have represented uh, for themselves within Tamaki Makoto, you know, there's a whole mix um, of um, opinions there. We have Māori who are very connected to our marae, and certainly during times of. Um, 
you know, crises such as COVID or, you know, the Cyclone Gabriel, we saw our marae and now um, playing really prominent roles within the community supporting folks. And um, so there are those who are at one of end of the spectrum are our street whanau. They're living on the street. They are effectively houseless on their own whenua. Uh, and then you have others like me, Matawaka, who are not necessarily connected to any marae or hapu here in Tamaki Makoto, who are business owners and, you know, who, who have different maybe ambitions. But um, so I guess we'll see how people will vote, whether they want to stay um, with Penny Henare, uh, who is one of my whanaunga, or if they want to uh, go with Takutai uh, Kemp, who's another whanaunga, or if they want to go with Henriwa Teho or myself. How do you think Penny Henare has gone as the electorate MP? Look, I, I think that he's done a heck of a lot for uh, for Maori and, and for New Zealanders, I would say too, you know, in terms of, um, you know, the housing. He was Associate Housing Minister and he did really well in that and got a lot of gains for um, for iwi, for hapu, uh, also in the health space, you know, there were some, some big wins. N- nonetheless, the people that I hear when I talk to across South Auckland, for example, West Auckland, East Auckland, Glenelanus, people are wanting change. So, so yeah, we'll, we'll see how we'll see how the how the people will will call it on come October fourteenth. The the Maori electorates have been you know over their history have been predominantly held by by Labour. Um, you know, there's been occasions where New Zealand First have been in there, um, and more recently Te Party Maori. Um, on the the leaders' debate earlier this week. Um, there was a lot in common, a lot of araha between Marama Davidson of the Greens and um, the leader of Te Pāti Māori. So, you know, and a, 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 there seemed to be a lot in common there. Do you know, So I'm just kind of wondering, you know, in, in terms of the electorate, is there a, a danger there of that, you know, the, the Te Pāti Māori and Greens kind of cancelling out. I mean, would it be better to be concentrating in in one party rather than across the, the two? Yeah, I hear that from some sectors, but ultimately my, my answer, and, and equally, you know, the others' answers to this is it's not up to politicians to do some deals pre-election. You know, our people deserve a choice, and they, they deserve to see a contest of ideas. The... The fact that, um, you know, the Green Party uh, and Māori Party policies are similar, it's not an accident. I think we're, we're all looking for um, the idea that we're not leaving anybody behind in our, in our communities. And so I think that's, that's quite, a, quite a wonderful thing, you know, that, that political parties can... Um, can align. There's still points of difference, right? So, and, and that's important for, for folks. But ultimately, it's up to the people. I would be remiss in, you know, striking uh, some kind of deal with the other candidates at this point in the, in the process. The Tamaki Makoto is a large electorate, as all of the Māori electorates are. Um, so, you know, so Waiheke is a very small part of that. But what are the particular issues that you think are critical that need to be addressed for uh, Māori on Waiheke in this election? Uh, 
well, you know, yes, the the number of Māori here on the motu may only be in, in the hundreds, you know, vis-a-vis, say, Glen Innes or Manurewa, for example, but this is home, you know, and I've always, I've always uh, maintained that uh, Waiheke is a, it's, it's, it's a, it has the potential for be a, to be a model for how community can uh, live together and in harmony, not just with each other, but also within, you know, our whenua, the land, or within moana, the ocean, right? So for me, what we see playing out here on the island is often, um, you know, just a, a microcosm of what we're seeing playing out in society at large, both in terms of issues as well as in solutions. I'm thinking of, you know, things like putiki, for example. Now, that that highlighted so many inadequacies in our legislation around um, protection of wildlife species. We saw it with the Korora. Uh, we saw it in the failure of the uh, Resource Management Act actually to protect the environment. You know, it was most definitely in more in favour of development. So we also saw breaches of tidity happening here on the island. So again, just an example of where we saw issues. Um, for me, the issues that I see on, on Waiheke are, are numerous. We see them across the housing space. We see them across the health space uh, in particular. Um, but I, I see the, the major ones are environmental. Where te, te motu a it translates to um, the sheltering island. All right? We're sheltering big stuff that would go further into the Waitemata. And we see that with Kalerpa at the moment. Massive biosecurity risk. MPI attempted to contain it on Aotea, out on Great Barrier Island, and we found it here on the Motu, and it's all hands on deck right now to, to resolve that. Who's resolving it? It's uh, Manai Te Whenua, and it's the community working side by side. And I think that's an exciting model, um, solution, opportunity that the rest of Tamaki Makoto and you know Aotearoa at large can learn from. You, you mentioned Putiki Bay, um, and you know that was an area where there was kind of uh, internal tension within iwi. Um, you know, across the the wider electorate, there is tension um, between iwi. Um, you know, we're on an island that has, you know, a non-iwi-affiliated marae, a, a community marae. So what do you, do you think the settings are right at the central government level for how uh, to navigate or, um, I suppose, to smooth the path for those kind of relationships and to recognise, um, you know, the rights and obligations, those kaitiaki rights and obligations um, appropriately absolutely not and you know I always look to the whakapapa of things what is the genesis of a situation right and or look to the root cause of it and here we're seeing effectively um, the policy settings are uh, playing one iwi off against another or hapu off against another. I mean, they've taken concepts such as mana whenua, made it into law, but mana whenua in a tino ao Māori perspective has zero meaning, you know? So there's 
all these things need to be unpacked and understood. And that's why the Green Party, uh, one of our lead policies, talks to me hoki whenua mai, land back. Now that's kind of big talk, but when we look into the actions of it, one of the things we want to do is to open a Royal Commission of Inquiry into all of these treaty injustices and hear from these varying groups the experience that they've had. Some of our critics are saying, yeah, but that's the job of the Waitangi Tribunal. The harsh reality is, actually, that the Waitangi Tribunal is only accessible or even heard of by some Māori and only if you're in it do you get to hear about the good stuff that they do get to do. But we have examples of many Māori who try to take their cases to the Waitangi Tribunal and they say, look, I'm sorry, this other hapu or this other iwi got in there before you, so we can't reopen that situation. That's an injustice in terms of te tiriti or Waitangi. And so, yeah, that's it's just one of our major things that we need to do. We want to have the Commission of Inquiry so that we can have a conversation as a, as a nation about all these things and how we're doing and, and hopefully just shed some light on some of these things. And then we'll have to wānanga collectively, we'll have to talk collectively about, okay, how do we resolve all of this now? Um, sticking, I suppose, with issues of, of the Gulf, um, the Hauraki Gulf Protection Plan has been released. Um, do you think it strikes the right balance? Does it go far enough? Does it recognise the rights of iwi, hapu, enough? The, the main, the, the immediate concern that jumps out for me with, um, with respect to the government's, you know, uh, proposal and the consultation document that they've, they've released is that it's quite out of step with what's actually happening right now in the Moana. So, you know, there are, um, there is a wonderful diagram and it shows the areas where they want to have different, you know, trawling passages and that kind of thing. Uh, all of those options are opening up new areas of trawling where we have never been trawled before. Kalerpa, okay, the exotic Kalerpa or the non-indigenous Kalerpa that's out there, its main vector for transport is through disruption on the seabed, such as trawling. You know, so it's it's quite at odds with me that the government should be saying, "Hey, community, we know that we love to fish, but this is you know these are different areas. Here's some options. In it, we're including some trawling uh, as as a fishing method." What do you all think? Which one would you like the most? I mean, for us in the Greens, we're saying to ban the trawling and to do that within the first 100 days if we are fortunate to get into Parliament. What's your take on the current proposal to establish a new marine reserve off the um, northwestern end of the island? I think it's about consultation at the end of the day and, and whether manai te whenua um, have, you know, because they, they're the kaitiaki of that area. And it's just imperative in terms of te tiriti or waitangi that that kōrero happens, and it's not even a consultation. In many respects, it's like, like myself, I'm, I'm kaitiaki, which means um, it's not a privilege, it's my job. That is my job as a, as a Māori, is to take care of 
our whakapapa and our connections into Taiao by extension. Um, the New Zealand has a history of trying to disconnect Māori from its actual responsibilities in our Taiao. And what we're seeing these days is now much more of a push and a lead out um, from hapu, from uh, iwi right across Aotearoa to, to lead out on these things. So marine protection, absolutely we need to, and the Green Party is saying, listen, we need to have at least 30% of our ocean uh, terroir to be protected, all right? But that needs to happen anchored within our Tetiriti or Waitangi framework. So it sounds like your concern with that proposal was that you know, Maori weren't kind of front centre enough in the in the development of it. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. and that's what we saw when um, you know there was a, a group here on the Motu which which applied for uh, marine protected areas under what was Mea Culpa, a very uh, racist piece of legislation. All right, so the the government's moved on from that since, and trying to find that right balance now. And, and be respectful of Tetiriti or Waitangi, and that's going to be a great thing for everybody at the end of the day. Um, just Auckland Council is currently consulting on Maori seats. Um, I was just down at the library before. You can fill in a you can you know you can fill in a, a submission on that at the library. I think until tomorrow <laughs> on the date that we speak. Um, so we currently have a Maori statutory board. For Auckland, which was established as part of the under the super city legislation, we've got some consultation going on about establishment of Maori wards. What's um, and obviously all, no matter what structure, there needs to be some kind of interrelationship with central government. But what do you believe is the the correct structure that we should see uh, in in Auckland in particular, local mm. body to represent Maori? One of the principles that I love within the Green Party is this idea of appropriate decision making, right? It's one of the tenets um, in, our, in our values. Um, translated roughly to nothing about us without us. And as Tangata Whenua under Te Tiriti o Waitangi, um, the Tino Rangatiratanga is absolutely one of the prime principles, right? So we need to be able to work with Kawana with the government in that space and it's a partnership story so having um, you know the Māori statutory board as an adjunct to where the key decisions are being you know the key issues are being discussed and decided upon is not hitting the mark and we've seen already examples of uh, Māori wards um, becoming the reality far north district council for example we have, uh, we brought in Māori wards there. We have a Māori mayor and all oh my life, you know, that the change out for Northland is really, really exciting. Um, so, yeah, very, very, I don't know the numbers of how many. That's part of the discussion, part of the consultation that needs to happen. But the principle that every Māori need to be present at that decision-making table is essential. Let's turn to social issues. Um, you know, you you the Greens have laid out some you know a, a range of, of kind of uh, platforms on 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 housing, on on income, on on taxation, and so on. 
I mean, when you look around the island and think specifically about those, you know, few hundred kind of uh, Maori electorate voters here, what do you what do you see as the key social issue here on the island? Are we seeing those same levels of, you know, say, I don't know, uh, health statistics or socioeconomic statistics that we might see around the rest of the country? Yes and no. I think I think what is what is important, you know, when I'm doing, and I guess the analogy, sorry about this, I know we're talking socially, but, you know, in the moana, it's also very social. One of my jobs when I'm um, out there doing my tiro tiro, my observations in the ocean, is to, to understand the lay of the moana in the ecosystem and ask those questions, who's not here that should be here, right? So we see with the Kinnebarrens, we see... There's, not an, there's no crayfish here. There are no snapper here. They're main predators for the kinna. So the kinna are letting, you know, left to run right. On the land side, when it comes to people, I'm looking around and I'm going, who's not here that should be here, right? It's the same question. So, yes, we have Māori here, Mātāwaka. We have uh, mana i te whenua here, mana whenua, you know, uh, Ngāti power, for example, being one of the main iwi. But in how many numbers? For, you know, if we're talking really kaitiaki, there are so many people who papa here to this island who are no longer here, you know? And we've seen that intergenerational inequity play out on the island. So while many Māori living here today, uh, many of us have businesses, have jobs, not necessarily houses, there are some who are living rough. It doesn't mean to say that, you know, Waiheke community is a successful place for Māori when I see that many of those who should be here are not here. So we need to think a a lot about uh, what's it going to take to complete our ecosystem um, in our society and, and have those who have those vested interests in the whenua and in the ocean being the kaitiaki that they were born to be. So what, in your view, would it take to complete that ecosystem to see Māori be represented, you know, in, in the numbers, you know, that are more representative here on Waiheke? Well, housing for one um, and income for two, or maybe the two of them together. Um, and it's... Partly why our, um, you know, when we talk about ending poverty together, it's about lifting everybody, right? So that everybody has what they need to live a dignified life. And for Māori, in a place where they belong, they papa too. Um, so we talk about the guaranteed income baseline of $385 a week and topped up for children and, and so forth. I think of our students as well, you know, benefiting from that. Housing, I mean, we don't really have a shortage of whare here on the island. There are enough whare to go around, whether you're Māori or not Māori, right? But most of them, a good proportion, are empty for much of the year. So there's a all to be had about do we need to look at maybe converting some of those whare into longer-term rental property, potentially? Uh, do we need to build more whare? What does that all look like? 
how would Māori like to return to their own whenua? Is it in Papakainga? Where would that be? How would that look like? And yeah, well, the, the, that's you know, a, a big question. I'd like to know your, your take on it. I mean, is it about um, legis- not well, le- regulating to open up vacant housing, um, or is it is it building? If it's building, is it intensification or is it building out? What do you think we should be doing? Um, I think that's part of the corridor that needs to be had. I mean, I can't profess to have all those answers, um, but that is part of a a wider discussion to be had within community. It's not something that I've spoken specifically with, but there are different there are different modalities. I mean, I've heard folks talk about empty house taxes. You know, that's one mechanism. Um, I've heard folks talk about, um, you know, regulating in the rental market a lot more uh, because it's for sure there are many rental properties on this island which, you know, dubious. You know, they don't meet healthy home standards. Um, so we need to lift those uh, for for the landowners as well as as for the for the tenants, um, Papakainga housing is something that I think could be really interesting. You know, there's a there's Been a real tiny home movement here as well mm. on the island. So I'm not necessarily talking about intensification, and and I'm I'm pretty sure that the islanders, my my neighbours, would not want to have massive intensification. And I know that from having worked on the uh, Waiheke project um, some years, essentially Waiheke some years ago. And and there was quite a bit of resistance to proposals around um, Peritahi Marae establishing housing on the reserve down there. Well look, I think there's also a climate adaptation story that needs to be um, understood, right, in terms of rising sea levels and, you know, what happens when that tide comes right up to the Farihui of Kiaperitahi. You know what happens there? Um, where, 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 where do we go as a community? You know, Kapiritahi is uh, one of those incredible examples around Tamaki Makoto of of uh, of a marae, which is we call it Ngahauefa. So everybody from the four winds are welcome there. It's very much a community marae. It's not just for Maori, and it's um, you, you know where where do we take something as, as precious as our community um, gathering place. What is the green position on um, communities that are under threat of an tidal inundation? You know, so we've got on the, on the island here, we've got Blackpool, you know, potentially some of Surfdale, certainly, you know, like the Marae, um, that are very real risk in the, you know, medium term um, of, of having tidal inundation. So... Is it about building walls, about moving, about, um, I don't know, under underpinning, uh, sorry, underwriting insurance? What's the green position? The green position is that we talk about it within those communities and we see what those communities need. I think I'm, I'm just thinking back to maybe some months ago now, six months ago, facilitating online corridor um, between... Uh, Ministry for the Environment, Department of Internal Affairs, um, Treasury. Um, to to your question around, um, you know, insurance and financing, 
and and iwi and hapu communities right across Aotearoa. Um, looking at the information, and there is there is information that's available which shows the inundation scenarios, right? So certainly Blackpool um, is an obvious uh, one that, that would be a concern in 20, 30 years' time. We need to have those discussions. And to be honest, it should be happening at the local community level because we know our area better than, let's say, somebody, a planner um, sitting in an office in Auckland, let alone somebody in Wellington, right? The Green Party's position is always going to be about, again, nothing about us without us. It's going to be uh, making sure that we have some equity uh, within those decisions about who has to pay and what and how. By and the way, Treasury didn't have any answers for Marae, who were right on the coast, such as mine in Waitangi, which is extremely coastal. They had zero answers. So so returning um, to the election, so you, are, is it number 14 on the list? No, honeybee, I am number 13, lucky for some. 13, so you've crunched the numbers. What percentage do you need to get in on the list? I think it works out to what about twelve percent so of you're the right, party vote. So you're, you're right on the cusp, then, eh? Look, I'm not. I'm not listening to the polls. You know, I'm taking my line out of that. You know, amazing Chloe Swarbrick standing for us in Auckland Central. We are the polls, right? And and let's be honest, they they put out these polls every every week, every so often. They're only surveying around a thousand people at a time, and I've got to be. Very honest, I'm I'm kind of over the the media representation of oh it's going to be this or you know it's going to be a national act. There's a likelihood and la 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 because it becomes a it's a bit like a um, self fulfilling prophecy, and I I find that demeaning to the mana and the tapu of of people to get out there and to have their say. I also find it quite dangerous because it's alienating a lot of people. There is already a lot of disenchantment among Māori in particular vis-à-vis the government. And and whānau saying, bah, what's the point of voting? Those fellows are going to get in anyway. I mean, that's a real serious thing. I don't, I'm not sure if you're aware. In the 2020 election, only 60, between 60-65% of Māori who were eligible to vote turned out to vote vis-à-vis... 80% on the general roll, yeah? This is really scary. And if I think of the, 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 the risk of Māori not getting out, that 40% not getting out and voting, that we do get a National Act uh, coalition, the threat to Tatiriti or Waitangi is very, very real. We've seen it already playing out in the Kaipara district. We're there. They, they are actively looking at ways they can remove even reference to the treaty, te tiriti, from their district plan. This is really frightening. There are no legal mechanisms to stop them from doing that. So this election, it's really, really important that we mobilise and get all of our whanaunga out to vote, be we on the Māori role or be we on the general role. 
So as I say, you're right on the cusp of being one of those people who will be in Parliament, you know, no matter which way the election goes. I mean, you know, and, you know, despite your kind of cynicism of polling, I mean, you know, the, the Greens are sitting around that kind of 12% in a lot of polls Based on a thousand people's opinion, yes. Yeah, yeah, but I mean that, you know. Compared that, to five million people in New Zealand. So that could potentially. Three and a half million voters. Could potentially see you in there. So, you know, I don't know. It's been a long time since I did stats at school, but yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah, so a thousand is a, is a statistically valid number. Let's sit with it. But... <laughs> But what I want to get at yeah. is you must have been thinking about what what the future will look like for you as an EMP because, you know, you could potentially will be an EMP. Chris, I'm going to be so. very clear. I am absolutely resolved to get into Parliament. I mean, I would not be doing what I am doing 24-7 um, if I was not resolved to go into Parliament. I'm actively out there asking everybody, please, party vote green is a vote for Darlene, whether you're on the, the Māori role or the general role, right? Because we do need uh, voices such as mine who hold and the Mātauranga Māori and the science and the understanding of business and the connection into our grassroots communities. We need those voices in Parliament to make things happen. Without my voice, we will have the Labour government or whatever other government opening up bottom trawling out here on wa- around Waiheke, which is going to increase the spread of Kalerpa. And if you're not up to play with what Kalerpa is about, Fano, it suffocates all of our kaimwana, all of our seafood. Some folks may have heard about the snapper turning up. It's milky, white, fleshy, and it's because they're hungry. Well, this potentially is maybe due to the kalerpa, which is toxic to fish, so they can't eat it, right? And and so our fish are starving. If we have these benthic mats of exotic kalerpa across our hauraki golf, tikapa moana, te mononuia toi, this is, this is horrendous, also economically, for Waiheke Island, for our tourism prospects, etc. So it's not just about whether you can go fishing and grab some, you know, fisher fish to eat, Fano. This is much wider implications for us as an island community dependent on tourism than anything else. Nobody else in Parliament knows that, is saying that, and that's why I'm asking people to party vote Green for Darlene so we can make sure down there the decision makers know so I've been speaking to Darlene Tana uh, Waiheke local standing for the Green Party in Tamaki Makaurau thanks very much oh tēnā ratato. kia ora